Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we shine a light on people and organizations that exemplify servant leadership and make it a priority to pay it forward. Our goal is to inform, inspire, and impact our listeners so that they can go out and do the same for others. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations at Ellen Becker Investment Group. To date, we have interviewed over 350 organizations that are making a big difference in our community. And most of the time, they're nonprofits, but sometimes they're organizations that provide a service or support to a nonprofit. Today, our guests are both nonprofits themselves and they provide support to the sector. My first guest today is Melissa Baxter, president of the Waukesha County Community Foundation. Welcome to the show today, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit of history about the foundation. Sure. Um, so like most community foundations, the Waukesha County Community Foundation was formed by local leaders who saw a need. So back in 1999, a group of six people got together and decided there needed to be an organization focused on the needs and supporting the nonprofits who serve people in Waukesha County. So next year, 2024, we'll be celebrating our 25th anniversary. Um, Congratulations. Thank you so much. We're very excited. Um, the foundation's grown over that time, of course. And now that we now we have more than $60 million in assets. Um, last year alone, we distributed more than $12 million in grants and scholarships. Wow. That's nothing to sneeze at, right? That's pretty impressive. Well, just for clarification, uh, explain to our audience how a community foundation differs from a nonprofit organization. Of course. So a community foundation is a very special type of organization. The first one was created more than 100 years ago in 1914 in Cleveland. So we are a nonprofit. We're a 501c3. Uh, we're governed by an independent, non-sectarian body. Um, we're publicly supported by many unrelated donors. And our goal is to build permanent funds, a pooled endowment to support community needs, and we support a broad base of charitable interests. But my two favorite differentiators uh, about a community foundation is that, first of all, we benefit the residents of a defined geographic area. So in our case, that's Waukesha County. And we also serve in a leadership role on community issues. So we can really, we, we're at the table and we bring together people at the table to talk about those pressing needs and how we can work together to make a difference. Okay. And again, you are a nonprofit yourself. You, I mean, you yes. are a 501c3, but you provide services and support to nonprofits and uh, provide grants as well. So we're going to get into that in a little bit. But you began your tenure at the Waukesha County Community Foundation a little more than a year ago. So why don't you tell us why being a part of the work that they do, why did that interest you? Well, I was aware of the Community Foundation through my previous roles. Um, I live in Waukesha County. And what I have found is that when you live and work in the same community, it's just very fulfilling. It feels like the impact of everything you do, professionally and personally, is magnified. Um, the I previously worked at the Greater Milwaukee Committee and Carroll University, two wonderful organizations. In both of those roles, I was a, in a fundraising capacity 
As a fundraiser, I learned the joy of connecting donors who care with community needs. And that's something we get to do every day at the Community Foundation. So, mm. Well, and, and along those lines, people may recognize your name in connection with something that happened a few years ago, the uh, Waukesha Christmas Parade tragedy. Um, how was the foundation involved in that response? Yes, yeah, so uh, in November of uh, 2021, um, uh, the Christmas parade at Waukesha, which is a longtime tradition, was was interrupted um, and became the site of a tragedy where six six people were killed, uh, dozens were injured, and, and thousands more were traumatized. So the very evening that that tragedy happened, we joined forces with United Way of Greater Milwaukee and Waukesha County um, to create the United for Waukesha Community Fund. So that fund provided a way for donors to support the victims of the parade tragedy. Um, we administered the fee at the foundation. We administered the fund at the foundation at a 0% fee as part of our services to the community. Um, and it was amazing to see the people who came forward to help. We had more than 15,000 donors. Mm. Um, we had people uh, giving time, talent, and treasure. That's what we talk about in fundraising, right? right those those three right. ways to make a difference. Mm -hmm. um, and so certainly high-dollar donors. But we had some people do some really unique things, some businesses uh, like Raised Grain Brewing and Real Deal Steel um, who made special products to sell um, to support the fund. We had a college student, from, actually from Carroll University, Annika King, who uh, designed a shirt uh, and sweatshirts and ended up raising more than $60,000 for the fund. Wow. So just amazing to see how people really thought, how can I make a difference? How can I help? Um, by the time the fund closed at the end of uh, 2022, we'd raised more than $6.7 million to help the victims. Wow. And again, we talk about how everybody can do something. Yes. You know, there's no way that we can do everything, right? Mm -hmm. No one person can do everything. But everyone can do something. Mm -hmm. And you look at that uh, that Carroll University student and what she mm -hmm. did, $60,000. That's impressive. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, so what did you learn? What did you learn from the experience? Well, you touched on it a little bit just then. Um, people really care about their neighbors. Um, there's a lot of talk about what divides us. But at the end of the day, people want their neighbors to be okay. And it turns out we define neighbors pretty broadly. Um, we had donations from every state in the country and from 17 other countries. So wow. just am that, amazing. That is really something. So you think about recent tragedies um, outside our borders mm -hmm. and how people want to step up and help. And so it's wonderful that now we're seeing we're on the receiving end of that. You yeah. know, we had a tragedy here, and people from all over the world are willing to help us as well. And the other thing that I really learned, and it's something you, you know, but um, – Together, we can make a difference. You know, when a tragedy happens, it's kind of instinctive, right? The $25 donors, the $25,000 donors, everybody has to come together um, to make a big difference. And um, what I keep saying to myself and, and to others, too, is, you know, we can put that into practice for other issues, too. It doesn't have to be a tragedy. It doesn't have to be a disaster. We can work together to make a difference on the issues that um, are impacting our community every day. Absolutely. You know, again, we talk about how sometimes our guests and the nonprofits that we are highlighting, um, they talk about some tough issues. Mm -hmm. You know, and we're not trying to sweep anything under the rug. We're recognizing that it's a challenge or it's an issue. Mm -hmm. But we're saying, 
turn an, uh, your eyes, your focus, your attention to the good things that are happening mm -hmm. and all the wonderful things that organizations and people are doing. I love your comment, you know, that together we can make a difference. And I, I definitely agree. They they say it only takes one to step up and stand out, and, and that's true. But just think about all those individuals and the desire they have to help. And then you bring them all together. Mm -hmm. Wow, right? You look, Absolutely. Look out, now you can, you can make an even greater impact. Uh, you gift grants in a variety of areas, but there's a particular area that we feel is super important as well, and that's education. Mm -hmm. Not only providing education, but investing in education. We're going to take a short commercial break, but when we return, we're going to learn more about the ways the Waukesha County Community Foundation is and has been making an impact in this area. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Melissa Baxter, president of the Waukesha County Community Foundation. So when we at Ellen Becker evaluate sponsorship requests, of which there are many, believe me, we look to see if they align with our core values and key areas that we've defined as priority. Education is definitely one of our core values that's so important, not only with sponsorship opportunities, but also with our clients and our community, which is why we do this show. We wholeheartedly agree that investing in education is an investment in knowledge, and it pays the best interest. So talk to us about how WCCF is investing in education. So scholarship funds are one of our most popular funds. Um, a lot of people, when they think about how do I want to make a difference, they are thinking about the next generation and how they can support students. Um, and so we actually work with six of the education foundations in Waukesha County. Um, Waukesha Education Foundation, Arrowhead Scholarship Foundation, Education Foundation of New Berlin, Elmbrook Education Foundation, Menominee Falls Education Foundation, and Kettle Moraine Education Foundation. So six of, of the education foundations. And then we work with individual donors as well who want to support students. So students every year apply for scholarships uh, that are available um, all across the county. Last year, we awarded more than $800,000 in mm. student scholarships mm. um, and uh, 440 students. So really amazing. I was able to go to some of those award nights, uh, which is just so fun to hear yeah. about, um, you know, the great work that students are doing. Um, and what I really love is that every scholarship donor can kind of choose what's important to them. You know, what kind of student do they want to support? You know, is it um, students with high academic uh, marks or is it something else? We have one scholarship fund that I I really enjoy. It's the Glenn R. Davis Scholarship. They award two, uh, one scholarship at every single, or at 16 high schools in Waukesha County, and it's to uh, a student who has overcome a challenge. Oh, and I just, I love that. And a lot of times that student isn't necessarily getting a lot of other scholarship aid, but it's something that was important uh, to Glenn Davis, who was, who was a congressional representative, and his family now um, as they uh, want to make a difference for students. So 
um, we have all different kinds of scholarships students can apply for, and it is it is uh, exciting to see their excitement. And of course, we hope that you know they get their education, they come back here to Waukesha County, right. make a difference, right. and um, you know continue to be a part of our community. Absolutely. Well, help us to understand then who can start a scholarship fund or any other kind of fund for that matter. What's what's the process? Walk us through that. Right. So if someone's interested in uh, starting a scholarship fund or any other kind of fund, they reach out to us and have a conversation about what their goals are, their philanthropic goals, and um, look at some of the requirements. Um, there is uh, a minimum to get started. And um, uh, for scholarship funds, that's $10,000. So donors can actually start uh, a fund for $1,000. We call it our artesian fund just kind of to get started and add to that over time so it becomes a fund that will continue to support scholarships year after year because mm -hmm. um, the fund continues to grow and then every year we award a scholarship. Other types of funds available are donor advised funds, um, agency funds, donor designated funds. So we are very donor centered. So we want to talk to the donor and say what kind of difference do you want to make in the world and how can we help you do that? Mm, wonderful. I like that. Um, because I'm sure you get a bunch of different answers. You know, everybody has their own uh, value system that they're that a way that they want to make a difference. There's there's a number of great nonprofits that have benefited from your grants. Um, when I was looking at your list from the previous year, we actually interviewed 25 of the 31 grant recipients. Oh, I love that. Yeah, so <laughs> I got to get the other six on my contact list. Good. So, yeah. I'll share the info. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Can you share a bit about community grants and what's the process to apply? Yeah, so we have one community grant cycle each year. Um, it is in the summer. Um, and the deadline for a letter of inquiry is August 1st. So nonprofits can go to our website, waukeshawfoundation.org. They can read about how to apply. The, um, the application actually doesn't open until usually early July. Um, and it's a pretty simple process. It's completely online. And um, the nonprofit fills out the information. The letter of inquiry is a shorter form. And then our grants committee meets and invites some of them then to apply, um, you know, with a full proposal. So uh, once upon a time, I was a grant writer, um, and I really like those two-step processes because that means um, you get to see, hey, is this really something you want to fund before you put in hours and hours developing a full proposal? Okay. So you review, I'm just thinking about the 31 last year that you interviewed. Mm -hmm. So of those 31... Okay, so you chose the 31. How many actually applied? They all apply. They so all in order, apply. In order to receive a community grant, you have to apply through the process. Okay. So they all submitted a letter of inquiry, and those 31 each were invited to submit a full proposal. So everyone that sent in an application, mm -hmm. every one of those got, got something. And the other piece of that, um, which is really about our fiduciary responsibility, is that it's not over once the grant award is sent out. So there is a reporting process. So the nonprofit receives the grant, they do the good work they said they were going to do, and then they tell us about it. Uh -huh. um, so that we can make sure for our donors, for our fund holders, that we are doing our due diligence to make sure that that funding is going to support good work that's impacting Waukesha County. And I bet that's really exciting to hear because you know we talk mm -hmm. on the show about how we love to hear impact stories. You know, because mm -hmm. it really takes it from the head to the heart, if you will, right? So when you hear about all these great things that are happening, 
uh, all the different uh, wonderful nonprofits that you're supporting, and then they come back and they talk about all the wonderful ways that they've made a difference after the fact, I imagine that that's very rewarding. It is. It's very exciting to read. And what's also interesting is what they learn in the process, right? So, of course, um, they do their project, but usually they learn things that help them do their work even better in the future. So it is exciting. Um, it is the whole reason we exist, right. to support nonprofits who are um, working to make Waukesha County the best place to work and live. Yeah, for sure. Well, what's next on the horizon for the foundation? Share with us your, your plan for the future. Yeah, so I'm very fortunate as a, as a newer leader um, that our board of directors um, put together a strategic plan about a year before I started. Um, and that strategic plan focuses in four areas, growth, impact, promotion, and capacity building. Um, we're making great strides in each of those. Um, and I always like to say with growth, it's not just about growing our funds, it's about growing our impact. Mm -hmm. Because of course, the more funds we start, the more assets that there are, the better impact and the larger impact we can have. Um, impact is about a focus area and the board selected safe and affordable housing as a, um, as a way that it's a foundational issue, if I can make a little bit of a pun, I guess, mm -hmm. um, that helps support so many other things. Promotion, which is getting the word out about uh, the foundation. So thank you for your help in, in doing that pillar. And then capacity building. So we're really adding on resources. We've added two team members. We're just growing uh, so that we can better support our fund holders and our community. Okay. What about um, other areas of impact? We guys are involved in safe and affordable housing. Yes, that is um, our flagship issue. And so we're partnering with other organizations on that issue. And then in addition, we are partnering uh, on a study of workforce housing by the Wisconsin Policy Forum. So that study is going on now, and we look forward to providing more leadership on that issue going f moving forward. Okay. All right. All kinds of good stuff. Again, uh, as I say often, we're just here to plant that mustard seed so people can at least get a little bit of information, and then they can check you out to get more information. Um, how can people listening get involved in your work and then what's the best place for them to reach out yeah there's so many ways to get involved um of course if people are interested in starting a fund uh, we'll, we'll definitely uh talk with you we're happy to partner with you um individuals can donate to an existing fund so we have uh, more than 400 funds and most of those a donor can can donate to so those can be found on our website which, as you mentioned, is also a great place to follow what we're doing. On our website, on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, uh, we welcome everyone to follow us there and get updates on, on the work that's happening and how they can be involved. Okay, wonderful. Well, Melissa Baxter, president of the Waukesha County Community Foundation, thank you for being here today and sharing your mission and your vision for the future for Waukesha County. Community Foundation. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jill. You're welcome. There's an organization in Waukesha County that started under the umbrella of the Waukesha County Community Foundation, and now it's its own 501c3. And during their nearly 20-year history, the organization has made a tremendous impact for women and girls. Find out who our next guest is after the break. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. 
Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations. And my next guest today is Nicole Wagner, who is the Executive Director from the Women and Girls Fund of Waukesha County. Welcome to the show today, Nicole. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. So first off, congrats on your new role as the Executive Director. Um, The Women and Girls Fund started, as I said before the break, under the umbrella of the Waukesha County Community Foundation, and now you are your own 501c3. And in your nearly 20-year history, you've really made quite an impact for women and girls. So start out by giving us a little more history about the organization, and then how did you arrive on the scene? So this is a great place to start. I believe our story has such an interesting beginning. Back in June of 2014, the YWCA closed after many decades of serving families in our community. In the year leading up to that closure, several women leaders in the community began talking about ways to preserve the legacy of the YWCA. The result of that was a small endowment that created the Women and Girls Fund of Waukesha County. And one of the unique things about how the Women and Girls Fund began is that we were created to preserve the amazing, important work that the YWCA had been doing. So even though the YWCA no longer exists, it's the reason we were created and exist today. And I feel the power of that legacy and the work that we do. Wonderful. And so um, it started out uh, being supported or funded by the YWCA. And then you have a major event that you uh, support every year called the Women of Distinction. Um, Our very own Karen Ellen Becker, who is our founder and senior wealth advisor, she was uh, awarded, uh, uh, she was a recipient of that award, Women of Distinction, back in 2008. So what's the difference then between the Women of Distinction and the Women and Girls Fund? Absolutely. That is a question that we hear a lot, so happy to answer. The Women of Distinction is an awards event, and that was uh, it was created by the YWCA back in 1985. And the event honors the extraordinary accomplishments and leadership of women in Waukesha County. Now, the Women and Girls Fund is proud to host that event to recognize the talents, skills, and accomplishments of our honorees whose efforts have improved the quality of life in our community. Every year, women are nominated, and then a committee selects three women to receive the Women of Distinction Award. And since the beginning, more than 120 women have received this honor. And as you said, one of them was Karen Ellen Becker, and she received the award, as you said, in 2008. And in many ways, Karen embodies not only the reason the Women Girls Fund is needed, but also the pillars of our organization. From what I've learned, Karen started her investment career mid-career and found herself in a very male-dominated world, and she relied on mentors as she began her career and um, worked to make sure that her family, their well-being, and then her own self-sufficiency. She worked hard and was successful, and then in turn, deeply invested in the community and the empowerment of others, especially women. I've really enjoyed learning about Karen and all she has done in our community, and that is what the Women of Distinction event is all about, of celebrating women like her and the mark that they leave on our community. On the other side, the Women and Girls Fund is the organization that plans this event. We support programs that improve the quality of life for women and girls, ranging from meeting basic needs and essential needs at a low point in a woman's life to empowering a woman or a young girl to achieve her full potential. 
Essentially, we provide grants to nonprofits recognized as social service pillars of the community, as well as small, lesser-known organizations focused on a specific and clear need. And all of these donations are invested with a strategic focus and accountability to change lives. Hmm. I love how you gave that little synopsis about Karen. I'm uh, Karen, if you're listening, that was quite uh, a tribute and very true. She's uh, a trendsetter, and uh, I think it's evidenced by this radio show. She was the one that Absolutely. suggested that we do this as a give back to the nonprofit sector. Um, there's really no direct ROI other than just investing in those that invest in others. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, That's what we're doing. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful. Um, and so, again, for those that might not be totally clear, the Women and Girls Fund is the organization that plans and coordinates the Women of Distinction event, along with the other things that Nicole was just talking about. So uh, what differentiates the Women and Girls Fund from other community nonprofits? Well, like many nonprofits, we're all doing great work. And for us, one thing that makes us unique is our focus on women and girls. Looking back, historically, women have not been at the table or had the decision-making power to raise awareness and direct resources to the issues and causes impacting them directly. The Women and Girls Fund is proud to be an organization that invests in women and girls. We know we're a catalyst and a convener for change. We work hard to collaborate and invest in collaborative programs to advance women and girls to have this highest impact in our community. Women's funds, like the Women and Girls Fund, are uniquely positioned to shape solutions to long-term social challenges so that women and girls can thrive. And through our mission, we focus on current needs, and we know when women and girls thrive, it positively impacts our entire community. Hmm. And I'm thinking about some of those grant recipients uh, over the years, some of whom we've actually had on the show. Absolutely. Uh, which, again, is, is wonderful. Why, why would someone consider a donation of time or money to the Women and Girls Fund? One of the things I love about Women and Girls is that a single donation can help with so many needs. The simplest way to explain what we do is that we provide grants to nonprofit organizations in Waukesha County that focus on women and girls. Over time, our grants have helped long-established nonprofits expand. We've also enabled smaller groups to gain traction with innovative services fulfilling a previously unmet need. And together, one grant at a time, we're improving the odds for women and girls in Waukesha County. This is the unique position of the Women and Girls Fund with many programs in our community that are all focused on women and girls. Many people that I've talked to mention their pride of investment in this mission and focus and also believe we're a catalyst to improving our community. Some organizations that we work with are very well known and others are not, but they are all vital to fulfilling the needs in our community. As you mentioned, some are ones that you've had on your show and some examples of those would be era senior network big brothers big sisters blessings in a backpack community smiles healing hearts of waukesha la casa and so many more mm. well you've done your homework certainly yeah because uh you know i think about again um you know knowing that actually i use you guys as a reference because you feed me information about great nonprofits. we all have to work together right and just like what you said um, for the Women and Girls Fund, it's the similar um, uh, reason for us that we do this is we want to recognize and highlight, well, for us it started out with those organic, grassroots, small organizations that really didn't have marketing budgets to do this type of media coverage. 
And yes, we still do those, um, but we also do larger organizations that may be more well-known, but maybe they have lesser-known initiatives that they're involved in. Um, but everybody's doing such great work, like you talked about before. And so we want to just make sure that we're giving credit where credit's due. Uh, and again, shining a light on those people that are really doing great things in our community. So you're very similar to the Waukesha County Community Foundation uh, in that you award grants to deserving organizations, our community, like we talked about before. Um, but before we continue, we're going to stop for commercial break. Uh, when we return, we'll learn more about how the Women and Girls Fund impacts the community through that grant process. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations, and I'm talking with Nicole Wagner, Executive Director of the Women and Girls Fund of Waukesha County. So, Nicole, we've said that you've made quite a difference over the last 20 years or so in terms of impact in the community. So tell us about your grant process and how are they awarded? Great question. So our cycle is also annual, and the Waukesha County agencies start with a letter of intent, which is submitted to the Women and Girls Fund, and then our grants committee, which is made up of women of the board of directors, review those those initial letters of intent, and then some are brought forward to submit the full application. And I can tell you, determining what agencies receive funding is challenging because there's so much great work, as we've talked about, going on in our community. Some of the criteria that we look at are impact on needs of women and girls in Waukesha County, addressing unmet needs, demonstrating well-defined goals and outcomes, showing financial stability, and of course, avoiding duplication of programs. And so similar to us and probably many organizations out there, you you get an influx of people wanting uh, to be supported uh, for good reason, right? Uh, as do we, but we cannot possibly say yes to everybody. And so we have kind of defined some areas of focus. Uh, what are your areas of focus at the Women and Girls Fund? So we have three specific pillars that we focus on, and they are health and well-being, self-sufficiency, and then also empowerment. And so health and well-being, that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, self-sufficiency. You want to elaborate a little bit more on what that one entails? Sure. So self-sufficiency is something that it's, it kind of goes along with long-term outcomes of wanting, uh, maybe perhaps needing help in a moment in time, but then becoming self-sufficient and then not needing the support of whatever that organization might be. Okay. Do you have examples of some of the nonprofits that you've gifted in that area of self-sufficiency? The Women's Center would be the first one that okay. comes to mind and a good, good long-standing partner. Absolutely. Yeah, very, very good. In fact, they're coming in for an interview shortly in a couple weeks. Um, and we've interviewed them before, and we're going to interview them again. Um, typically, we don't redo an interview unless there's been a change in leadership, which is the case here. And also, um, if there's new programs, new things going on at that organization, uh, because there's 
a ton. There's thousands of nonprofits between Milwaukee and Waukesha County that are doing really great work, and we want to kind of spread the wealth. But uh, sometimes it warrants um, redoing a nonprofit for the great work that they do, and the Women's Center is certainly one of them. And they also have a really nice event that they hold. I believe it's called Empowered. Um, so that kind of speaks to that empowerment issue. And it's often something that people want to get behind. So how is the Women and Girls Fund focusing on empowerment? I think that's a really important pillar that we're working on. We absolutely believe that empowering women and girls builds strong families and communities. Um, specifically, there's a few things that we do. For example, we talked about the Women of Distinction event earlier and um, the women that we've honored as a women of distinction. In addition to that, we have a young woman of tomorrow who is a re- an award recipient who has demonstrated a strong commitment to the Waukesha community, acts as a role model and leader, has a high level of community involvement, and inspires others. As I said, this is in addition to the Women of Distinction honorees. Um, We also provide a scholarship that is our New Hope Scholarship Fund, which is an award, a scholarship award, that is given to non-traditional women students looking to go back to attend college, and so really looking to invest in non-traditional students. Another thing I think is important to note about the Women and Girls Fund is that we can agree that women are doers. Additionally, women tend to be very hard on themselves. One of the unspoken strengths of the Women and Girls Fund is that we want to lift each other up, offer support, celebrate the potential and accomplishments of each other, and also find ways to support so that we can all live to our full potential. And I think that empowerment, while it's not quite as quantifiable, is incredibly important. Absolutely. I've uh, been a witness of the young woman of tomorrow uh, at the luncheons, the Women of Distinction luncheons that we uh, we support and we, we attend uh, usually every year. And it's amazing to me to see these young girls um, and their leadership qualities at such a young age and the things that they're doing. And it really speaks to that idea that we talked about before that everybody can do something. And if you think about these young kids, these young women in particular, who are making a difference at such a young age, you look at, I don't know if you guys ever do, follow these young women for years later to say, what are they doing now? You know, what what impact are they making in the community? I bet you would find that it's it's pretty... Um, pretty interesting to see. That's something that we've talked about recently as our anniversary is coming up, that it would be very intriguing and to, just to see the things that these young women and all women have done for the community, for mm. the betterment of all. Yeah. What about um, STEAM gifts? So STEAM gifts is an area, a grant area that we have done and focused on in the past of agencies whether it's at Carroll College or another nonprofit that is trying to really focus on girls getting into the STEAM arena and believe that that's an area of opportunity in our community as well. And for those that may not know, STEAM is science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Correct. Right? Yeah. So used to be STEM, but now they added arts in there too. They did. So now it, STEM became <laughs> STEAM. And uh, I think a, love, a number of organizations are getting behind that as well, which is, which is wonderful. So how can someone get involved? So that's a great question, and I love it because I believe that there's so much more that our organization can do. And the Women and Girls Fund is eager to do more and support our community at a higher level. 
and that we know that there's all these amazing programs in our community and that's what we're here for is to support them what i would love listeners to consider is that there's a place for you at the women and girls fund and you can help and we need you i would encourage you to visit our website which is www.wgfwaukeshacounty.org and you can find my email on our website and i would love the opportunity to connect with anyone that's listening to get involved to find the right fit which could be coming to one of our events a working committee within our organization to volunteer or to make a donation okay and what would you say nicole is your most urgent need right now if someone's listening and they're saying yeah i really want to get behind this women and girls fund and love all the things that they're doing um what would you say is the most pressing need so as we talked about, of there's more that we can do. Year after, we find, year after year, we find that we're not able to fully fund the grant requests that we receive. Last year, we supported about 40% of the overall grant requests. And after reviewing them, as we've talked about a little bit, they are worthy of our investment. And they're doing such great work that I would love the opportunity to be able to support them more. And the Women and Girls Fund wants to do that. And my goal would be to lessen the gap of requests that we receive and the funding that we're able to provide. And uh, the Women and Girls Fund wants to do that. And for those listening, I believe you would feel proud to be involved in the important work that we're doing. And I hope to connect with you soon. Wonderful. Well, one more time with the contact information. Best way for people to reach out and get information. So our website is www.wgfwaukeshacounty.org. And you also have a Facebook page, right? We do. Women and Girls Fund of Waukesha County. Okay. That's another great place to get information. So I want to thank my guest today, Melissa Baxter, president of the Waukesha County Community Foundation, and Nicole Wagner, executive director of the Women and Girls Fund of Waukesha County. Thank you for all you do, uh, all you both do, uh, for our community and for the nonprofits that you support. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for doing this segment. You're welcome. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, you can reach out to WCCF or the Women and Girls Fund of Waukesha County directly. They'd be happy to answer any questions you may have or just provide more information if you're interested in that. If you know of a great organization doing great work in our community that you think would make a great guest on our show, or if there's one that you'd like to learn more about, I would ask that you forward that information to me uh, to my email at jill at ellenbecker.com. Or you can actually call our office at 262-691-3200. We're filling up our calendar for the year, so if you'd like to participate, let us know so we can start that process right away. I encourage you to tune in every Sunday morning at 10 to Milwaukee's philanthropic community to learn more about the ways people and organizations like the Waukesha County Community Foundation and the Women and Girls Foundation are contributing to making our community a great place. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. I encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, and you can now listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. Our guests today have shared a number of ways that you can make a difference and have a significant impact, whether that's by donating, volunteering, or advocating for their respective organization. I'm sure any way that you get involved would be appreciated. So take some time and find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Thanks for listening today, and have a great day.